the Insomniac Show with Nicolette and Brian. We'll get real deep with you. Educating, inspiring, and solving problems with some of the most inspirational humans on the planet. Buckle up and come on the journey. I'm excited. All right, guys. I'm Nicolette, and today Brian and I are here with Candace Bex-Friesen. She is a money coach, and she's going to talk to us today about money right uh so so get uh you know get ready we're gonna learn uh what we're doing wrong hopefully i'll learn what i'm doing wrong maybe you can help me out candace so uh thank you so much for joining us and can you kick us off by telling us a little bit about yourself yeah for sure thanks so much for having me um so i'm candace and i live in canada in the middle of canada it's just above the uh border um above minnesota north dakota and so I'm a country cold, girl. The super cold area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, country girl. So I live on an acreage and uh, enjoy the rural life outside of the city. And um, I've got four kids. I'm a, a realtor and I do money coaching as well. And uh, yeah, life's busy and life is good. Yes, life is good. So let me ask why money? Why go into this? What was what was kind of that journey like? When did you decide that you wanted to be a money coach? Yeah, so I think a lot of this started when I was about 12. So I had successful entrepreneurs all around me. My parents were entrepreneurs, my grandparents, and it was sort of around that age. And, and it's funny, because now I find that with with my own son too, um, my third son's 11, and he's kind of going through that same thing where he's starting to think about money and asking, you could tell just by what he's asking, right? And so, yeah, I was about 12 and I was like, okay, so I see success around me, but like, how did this happen? I gotta figure this stuff out. So I started reading, I was like this nerdy kid and I was reading financial books at the age of 12. And so my aunt was an accountant and she at the time was the only person in my family who had gone to post-secondary um, because everyone was entrepreneurs for the most part. And um, I just said, yeah, that's, that's good. You know, I can see that she's doing really well and I'm gonna be a career woman not worried about having kids or getting married and I'm just going to just going to do this just like her um so never say never that's the big lesson in this podcast (laughs) obviously I got married uh early in life at 19 and had four kids now so you never know where life's going to take you which is I think the the cool thing in, in life too um so yeah then I ended up uh finishing my degree but I didn't become an accountant uh, got into banking, and then it led me eventually into becoming a realtor. Um, and that's been about 14 years now. So um, about five years ago, I found that I, a lot of you could pick up a lot of things in life just by what people ask you and what conversations kind of come up. And so I found a lot of people were saying, okay, Candice, like, you know, the transaction's done, we bought our house, or we sold our house. But you know, can I ask you some money questions? Because it seems like you know about money. Um, and so I just realized, okay, you know, there's a bigger, a bigger way that I can impact lives here. So, you know, helping people buy homes, you definitely have impact. But, you know, if you can help people figure out money, you know, help their kids figure out money, you have strong relationships and it builds a strong community, right? So you mean actually help them pay for their homes once they bought yeah. them. I mean, anybody yeah. can buy one, right? But now how am I going to pay for this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I what are all the other costs that come along with it, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't help them buy their house, but no. that's back there. <laughs> my phone's going to be ringing off the hook, but yeah. <laughs> they were like, wait, is she a mortgage broker or is she? I, I, <laughs> well, I have a crazy real estate agent. I'm in the process of buying my first home. I, I'm going off the tangent, but she's nuts. She's crazy and we love her. She like knows everything. She's been doing this for like 30 something years. She's like a yeah. mother daughter team. She, I swear, she's like, I got the mortgage guy. I got the, you know, I mean, she's like, I've been through this so many times. I, she's like, you don't want to do that. You want to do this, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I can see where you guys, she's also my therapist. She was also my therapist yeah. during this process. <laughs> we do that too. We just don't advertise, but it's free therapy. You buy yeah. Yeah. It, it's I had part to text of, it's her and apologize to her a few times because I lost it a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just really emotional. This is very overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah. And people think about like the happy times of buying houses, but there is a lot of hard times too, right? People are separating or there's death or financial strain. And yeah, so it, it definitely isn't all, you know, like the shows where it looks fun and exciting all the time, right? No. Well, I don't, I don't think people realize how complicated it is to buy a house, like how much there is to getting a mortgage to the whole process, like until they do it for the first time. And, you know, they joke around that I'm a nomad because I move a lot, but, you know, I'm like an expert at it at this point, but there's a lot of pieces that actually have to happen for you to buy a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Nicolette's learning that. So <laughs> now that we've gotten down to a real estate tangent. Uh, we wanted to talk to you about something that we saw on your website, uh, shiny object syndrome. Now, I don't, I'm not familiar with this. I, I mean, I could probably figure out what it means, and I think I've got it. But and can we talk a little bit about that? What is it, you know, and how do we fix it? Yeah, well, it's basically that, you know, I think in today's world, especially, there's just, you're constantly distracted by things, right? So, Uh, I'm starting my financial path to saving money and then I see something and I'm like oh I should just quickly buy that and it's so easy nowadays to spend money right and and we do it unconsciously you know and and suddenly it's like wait a minute how much did I even spend on groceries Mm -hmm. if you even spend the time to think about it because it's just swipe here swipe there and um, so I think how to overcome that is just to be again really intentional but also um, to sort of have decision-making like rules for your life, sort of about how you're going to make decisions regarding money. Mm -hmm. And an example would be a simple example would be um, I'm only buying a car every five years. That's just my rule. And if I buy a car, it will never be more than $30,000 or whatever that number is for you. And uh, so if you've kind of got these guidelines, then when you go into the dealership and they sway you over to this, this car that's like gleaming, <laughs> you know how it is, right? Um, then you're, you're, it's going to be much easier to say, no, no, no. Like I've got certain guidelines that I'm, that I have for this purchase, right? Do, do you think, do you think with the shiny object syndrome and here's more of a like really financial question, right? People even do that with sort of like stocks. Like I have a lot of friends who are like, oh crap, I'm going to sell the stock to buy that stock because I see that one's going to go up or they read something. Do you see people do the same thing when they're buying stocks? Like we honestly, we just can't just sit still, mm-hmm. right? Like we always have to be changing something. We always have to be doing something and we can't just actually be still and just wait things out, right? And that's the problem. So yeah, you know, people are like, now, now it's Bitcoin. You got to, yeah, you have to exactly. invest in Bitcoin. 
And again, this is how they say it, right? You have to invest in Bitcoin. Uh, no, I don't have to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. But when we're constantly told what to do, then it's like, oh, well, I don't know any better. I'm not going to spend the time to research. But if everybody else is, I guess I will too. Right. Yeah. So actually, I have a question because you mentioned something about we swipe, we swipe, we swipe. And you know, you talk about the unconscious funding. I literally buy things in my sleep. You know, I, I literally make purchases on Amazon, you know, in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and I'll have a thought and I'll just buy it. And then in the morning, I'm like, oh crap, what did I buy? You know, like I know I bought something, but you know, and sometimes it takes a minute for me to remember. So I, I totally understand that. But one thing that I you will know there's say- a little is, thing that shows you what you ordered, right? Yeah, I know. I, I just, I forget. <laughs> like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I remember buying something. What did I buy? You know, I, I just, it's not, it's obviously not that important, right? So, um. One thing that I realized about myself, um, and I'm wondering if you see this, is uh, cash versus a credit card. Now, when I have cash, and I like cash, I like to have cash. I don't as much anymore, but for a while, even when everybody was shifting to just swiping everything, I still like to have cash. Um, but I feel like when I have the cash, you can physically see that cash depleting, right? And so it's kind of like, I become a little bit cheaper right because I'm like yeah. okay wait I only have like four more 20s in here I'm not gonna buy that thing yeah when that same number is on a card or in an account and I'm just swiping I can't see it it's not visible right. for me yeah is that something that you see yeah definitely and that's why if you're trying to get things under control cash is the best because yeah. it is visible and again you can't you can't do it unconsciously so if you have $80 in your wallet and you don't have a card with you, mm -hmm. you will be very conscious of what you're spending in the store and you're going to be adding it up as you go in the grocery store because you're, you're not going to want to get to the till and have to say, sorry, I can't buy these five things right. and put them back, right? Because then, mm -hmm. then there's embarrassment. So, mm -hmm. so much of money stuff is tied to emotion, right? And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You say emotion. Now, is there... I'm sorry, Brian. I, I just... What exact? I mean, what other emotions do you see at play here when it comes to finances? So uh, I think people blame money for a lot of their issues in life, but usually there's underlying issues. It's never really about just the money. Like money is a tool, but it's it's the emotions tied around it. So and a simple example, um, you know, I'm I I hate my job. I get I leave my work, and I'm like, oh, I can't stand that person. I go to the mall, I blow $400 because it makes me feel better. I get home, I'm like stressed out again. I'm like, what did I just do? I don't even have $400 to spend. Mm -hmm. Then I'm laying uh, awake at night thinking about it because I can't sleep. Now, mm -hmm. now I'm grumpy when I get up. I'm yelling at my kids all morning. I get to work. I have to see these coworkers I hate. <laughs> and it's this ongoing, but what's the real issue? right? It's not the money, but we're, we're dealing with our emotions and we're compensating to temporarily try and make ourselves feel better instead of just dealing with the problem. It's like she knows me. It's like she knows me. Oh, so you're, you're using money as the crutch, right? Yeah. So now I, I have a question. So I'm sort of the exact opposite. I do not, I don't know when the last time I had cash was, right? I, I you know, ever since there's been literally debit cards like i have been cashless um here's my question for me i sort of view it like i view anything else that's digital I mean, it's the same to me as like playing a video game right you know there's like if i need to buy something in a video game i need to whatever farm enough gold to buy that thing 
And life is sort of no different, right? It's sort of like, here's whatever that digital currency is, right? It doesn't matter what it is. You talk about Bitcoin, you talk about the US dollar, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, basically, I need to save enough or do enough or get enough or figure out how to make enough in order to get the things I want. Are there people, especially now that are more in that mindset than in sort of like, I have to have cash in my pocket. I understand what you guys are saying. Like if you have cash, you could only spend what you have, yeah. but it's sort of the same with digital money. If you're only using cash on hand, that's digital or whatever you want to say, like that, that money in a digital form. Yeah, but you're being responsible with it, Brian. I, I'm like, I think that's the difference. Aren't you being more responsible than just like going to get a credit card, let's say, and like that thing is just- well, Credit card's not real money, right? But I right. think there's a lot of people that view currency as digital now. I mean, we see it all the time. I don't think there's a lot of people that view currency as cash. Like I know it is cash and there is cash there. And it represents something like we talked about Bitcoin, but it's really, you know, and I know that's different, it's cryptocurrency, but it's really a digital currency, no matter how you're looking at it. Like you never, your paycheck gets direct deposited, it's digital, it's just a whole bunch of numbers, right? So it's like, like I said, in my mind, it sort of works the same as a video game. Like I, my, my character has so much money, do you know what I mean? There's only so many things to get by, and if it needs to buy other things, it needs to go make more money. So it's sort of the same concept, right? You know, do you think there's people, and, and I'm asking because do you think there's people, because I, I look at my kids, and they definitely don't view money in cash. Like they yeah. do not, like it's not even... Like cash is not even like a thing. Yeah. But I think the, the comment about cash is that if you're having issues trying to get your spending under control, mm -hmm. the more visible it can be, the more it's real, right? right. So it's very easy to ignore your bank account if you can't see it, or you mm -hmm. just keep swiping and you can just keep ignoring the issue. And mm -hmm. so if you're having issues managing money or you're trying to make better habits, sometimes making it visible helps. I know what you're saying. Um, and the other comment with that is that if you're an entrepreneur, like if I'm a realtor, which I am, I can just push hard and I can go make more money. Right. And so if I want to buy something, I could go make more money and then it's fine. Or some entrepreneurs, they say, well, I'm going to go buy something and that's going to force me to make more money because I need that payment to make me mm -hmm motivated to make more money which is kind of a backwards way of doing it and i'm not saying i agree with that by any means right and people have all different ways of looking at it but if you're an entrepreneur that's different but if you're a nine to five and you have a set income right what are you going to do right you can't go to your boss and say hey uh, you know i want to yeah. buy a car so you know bump up my salary 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah no yeah you're absolutely right and and i think all of us who have managed people have had some requests like that at some point <laughs> <laughs> like you know like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, so Candace, what exactly, like what challenges and struggles do you see amongst your, your clients? Are there any like common threads there, like recurring themes? Yeah, I think there's a couple of them. Number one, keeping up with the Joneses is mm -hmm. the biggest one. Like, again, you see everything on social media, everybody looks perfect, nobody has problems. And then you feel like, well, I gotta keep up with that too. Um, so I think that's the biggest one and people don't, you know, you never hear about the amount of debt people have tied to their beautiful lifestyle that they have on, on social media. Right. So, um, so I think that's the first one. Uh, and the other one would be like, just like I mentioned, living life on autopilot, you know, like somehow this will all work out. Somehow I will retire and I'm just not going to think about it. Wait a minute. So my plan's not going to work. Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you bursting my bubble? Because you know what? I think I just said that last night. This will be fine. It'll work out. <laughs> I use that one. Crap, Candace. Come on. I know. You're never gonna have me on the podcast again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I because I've always looked at like, okay, so eventually I'll make more money and we'll catch up with itself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So that mortgage won't seem so bad or that payment won't be so bad because in, you know, X amount I'll of years. I'll figure it out in 10 money. years. Yeah, it doesn't work. I'll get that. Even, yeah, and even worse, well, eventually my parents will pass on money. Like, Oh my no. gosh. No. Oh yeah, no. My parents will die. <laughs> but yeah, this is yeah. real life, right? People think this. Like, Yeah, that was oh, never no, an option for me. Big <laughs> inheritance. Like, you hear all this stuff and that's where you just, yeah, it's it's real, right? And everybody has some type of money issue that wow. they're struggling with or things that you can do better. It's, it just is what it is, right? So then, you know, you talk about how, about being intentional with money. You mentioned that earlier. I mean, how, aside from the cash, right? And kind of just, what, what, what ways can we be more intentional with money? I think it's, um, you know, I, I always use the example of working out at a gym because I think that's really, easy for people to relate to but you know if I want to have great results then I'm gonna hire a coach I'm gonna hire a trainer and I can't just go there once a year and this is all gonna be fine right and I'm gonna have a six-pack so I have to be thinking about it really all the time right I have to be intentional with what I'm eating I gotta be thinking tracking watching macros if you do that gotta be putting in the time at the gym it just is what it is right we can't Again, we just think this will all work out, but it just, that's not life. We have to be realistic. And, and the more that you can be intentional, the more things will work out and you will reach the goals and the plans that you have in life, right? And isn't that the whole point? Like life is short. Why not work towards what you want and, and achieve it, you know? So, you know, that could be setting goals. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you can ref review and reflect and, you know, check your account and, you know, do the things we know we want and we have to do, um, but we're usually not doing, right? Yeah, it's true. I mean, when you first get started with a client, like, you know, and they have these bad habits, so what is your, you know, kind of, all right, I'll be your test on me. Like, how do I break my bad, my bad habits, right? My bad spending habits, my bad money habits, you know, they're not even just spending. It's just kind of um, right. the they way need I, 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 they need to take your phone away at nighttime. That's what they do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's things like, it's things like, um, for example, uh, Brian texted me the other day and said, Hey, did you ever cancel that thing? Right. Because we had $40 coming out of an account yeah. every month that I wasn't using, you know, I wasn't using it. So it's things like that, that I do yeah. in my personal life as well. Uh -huh. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I can see the obvious ones, you yeah. know, like cancel things you're not using, you know, don't right. be that, don't be me. Right. But what about those things that are kind of like, I mean, like going to a supermarket, like why is it that every time I go to Target, I spend $300, you know, like how does that stop? Why? And that's every week. Why can't I make that stop? Even when I walk in there saying, yeah. okay, today I'm just going to get these things, you know, why is it always $300? Yeah. I think because you're not super clear probably on what you really want to achieve. Like if, if you said like, Candace, I want to retire at 45 or 50. And that's the most important thing. Every mm -hmm. time you go to target, you're going to be like, no, nope, not as important, not as important. 
Mm -hmm. So I think it's just recognizing like we can't have it all. We can't, nobody can, you know? Um, even celebrities, they go bankrupt because they spend more than they make and they're making millions, right? And so everybody has different money issues. It's not just in how much you make, but it has to be knowing like, what do I want to achieve? And it's got to become super, super important to me. You know, it's interesting too, because let's just use the target example. Like, you know, you're talking about, because what you're talking about, Candice, is like really clear focus, right? Whatever that focus is, like just really focusing on it, you know, that singularity in focus. And when you're going to the store, Nicola, because I do this too sometimes at Target, I'm like, I went there to get two things. And sometimes when I don't stick to my list or the things I need is when I wind up spending. So it's almost even having clear focus on those simple things. Like yeah. here's the three things I need at Target. You know, I need bananas, whatever, strawberries and apples, and that's it. What are you making? No, I'm <laughs> just smoothie. randomly naming stuff, but... <laughs> But you get my point. Like instead of going, okay, oh, you know what? There's a nice, you know, whatever bone. Shiny object. Dog. Or there's a shiny object. Exactly. So if we're keeping that clarity on focus, even in the simple things, I guess obviously we'll make us save more money. Yeah. And well, some I mean, of it too goes back to like, why are you buying this stuff? So, mm -hmm. so an example, um, maybe every time before I go to the office, I have to go through Starbucks before I get to work. Okay. So it's actually not necessarily about the Starbucks, but it's that. I want other people to see I've got that cup. Mm -hmm. So it's Just my status yeah, status, yeah, yeah, or maybe my confidence level or something else. So often it's more than just the spending. So what are you trying to achieve right. when you're spending money in different ways? So we have this argument here in my house because I go to Dunkin' Donuts every day, right? And every day it's like $4.79, right? I spend $4.79 at Dunkin' Donuts every day, seven days a week. And I have coffee, I have a Keurig, right? And I make my coffee in the morning. But then on the way back from dropping off my son, I have to pick up this, this Dunkin' Donuts. Now, when I don't, for example, he was virtual learning and I wasn't getting out of the house as much and, you know, so and so forth with the pandemic. Um, I was, I was tired. I, I felt like something wasn't right. Now I could have gone upstairs and made cup, another cup of coffee. Right. But in my mind, it's a different, you know, it's a different, um, it's a different animal to me. Right. So it's almost like, um, I don't feel right unless I have like, it's habit. Maybe, maybe if that's the under, like just these habits yeah. that I can't break. Maybe I don't like change Candace. Maybe that's <laughs> And I'm not, the, I'm not going to say, I'm not the kind of person that says you can't have that Dunkin' Donuts mm -hmm. ever again. It's, it's the coffee that's your problem. And that's why you can't mm -hmm. retire early. That's not true. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. You know, and, and don't leave your house at 15 degrees Celsius and wear slippers every day. And you know, you know what I mean? Like you have to still live and you're going to spend money, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, but it's just making those decisions. Right. And we can all, you know, where, where we're spending in certain ways, we can just readjust and put that money towards something else, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be every single thing. And, and that's what people are always upset about. It's just like dieting, right? Like, don't call it dieting, because right away, you feel restricted. So this is the same. It's just reallocating money, right? Right, right. I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a problem. Do you find that people are afraid to look at the numbers, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just had, I, you know, this, this is really hitting home for me because last night we had to do uh, some figuring. That's what we call it and how we have to do some figuring. And, um, you know, and my figuring is, yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Or it's going to be fine. Just, 
fine, whatever. Let's not look at it, right? Yeah. And um, when you look at the numbers, you're like, oh, okay. A, it's not as bad as I made it in my own mind, or B, it's actually far worse. And you know, we really shouldn't be buying three Dunkin' Donuts a day. Maybe we should cut down to that one, right? But you know, um, I, I find that fear of actually seeing it because you don't know what's going to be there, which is scary yeah. because it's our money, right? Because I mean, how do we not know what's going on there? You know, Brian, you're super responsible compared to me. I get it. I get yeah, it. No, 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 no. I think, no, my question is this, do, do people just not like, do more like, like, because I mean, we, we, I've, I think everyone should go through this exercise, right? Look at what you spent in like a course of a time frame, whatever that is a week or a month. Yeah. And we all go through these exercise or I do every once in a while. And I'm like, what are we spending our, what am I spending my money on? Or what are we spending our money on? Or, you know, what's whatever. Right. And you wind up looking at it and you go, oh man. And I'm just going to use your Dunkin' Donuts. Like I spent you know, $400 on Dunkin' Donuts this month. I know you don't spend that much, Nicolette, but, I you, might, know, but okay. like, you know, and going, wow, maybe I should just cut it down to visiting Dunkin' Donuts once a week because now I could afford a new car or whatever the case is. Yeah. So it's just really looking at, and I think to Candace's point, it's just really understanding how you're assigning your money, like what you're spending it on and then just readjusting it to what's really important to you. Yeah, it's just like saving. People are like, I'm not... I cannot find $400 a month to put into savings right now. And it's, it's the same. You can't start from zero to 400, right? right. You start with, okay, I'm going to find 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that was actually pretty easy. So now I'm going to find $40, right? And you just build it up slowly. You can't go zero to a hundred uh, miles an hour. It's just, it's not sustainable, right? So you just slowly build and then you see, Hey, I had success. And then you keep building on that. And next thing you know, you're like, I got savings figured out I'm making more money in my business and it all comes together. Right. But you have to make that decision. Today's the day I got to start actually looking at this and yeah. Right. Otherwise you're just going to wind up having to have a side hustle to buy your Dunkin' Donuts, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about it right now. What can I do? Well, I, um, you know, I, I would like you to kind of give us a last, um, like, Give us something actionable that we can use, right? Like right now, if we just want to get started, what's the first thing that we can do right now? One thing that we can do today to kind of start this process of really becoming mindful about what we're spending our money on. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple because everyone's in a different place with, with their, um, with their um, savings and where they're at financially. But, you know, some people it's just really deciding the first thing you got to decide today's the day I'm not putting this off anymore I'm not avoiding this um but yeah and then replacing debt repayment with savings is another one right so looking at how much you're actually spending towards debt repayment and if you've got credit cards of obviously you know everyone kind of knows this is what we have to do but people have this like comfort again like well it's only a couple grand of credit cards and I could just let it sit there and it's not a big deal but, you know, just getting rid of some of that stuff finally and letting, instead of letting it sit there, right? So if you're paying a couple hundred dollars towards credit cards, let's say, and you can reallocate that alone, now you've got some savings starting. Um, and just not doing the lifestyle upgrades. Like often when people pay off debt, then it's like, okay, now I can afford to spend more instead of, <laughs> hey, I'm used to spending that, put it into savings right away. And so those lifestyle upgrades, that's a big one for people. And that also happens when you get a raise, right? Like I got a raise at work, so I deserve to spend more now. Like this, this I deserve thing, right? 
uh, comes up a lot. So it's just looking at some of that stuff. I think there's a few tips there. Um, and then the last one would be, you know, I think when we look at investing, we're always focused on, okay, where can I make more interest instead of how can I sock more money away? What do you mean by that? Um, so people are constantly looking at like, so it's risk and return, right? So if you take on a higher risk investment, but your return's higher. So people are always like, okay, well, how much can I make from stocks and how much can I make from real estate investing? And um, but they really should actually focus more on stocking more money away because that's going to make a bigger difference over the long term than the interest rate, right? Into that thing that they're investing in, you mean? Pardon me? So you mean stocking it away into that thing, whatever yeah. it is that they're investing in? Yeah. So instead of focusing so much on how can I make more interest and more interest, it's important. But yeah. if you can really look at your numbers and put more money away into investments, that's going to make a bigger difference. So if you're doing $300 a month and you're like, ah, oh, well, whatever. But if you can bump that up to a thousand, that's going to make way more of a difference over the long term than trying to find the next best investment that's making you 1% more or 2% more. Mm -hmm. right. So it's definitely important, but not as important as just getting more money into investments. I gotcha. Because it's like, then, it, then you have it, right? I mean, as long as it doesn't completely tank, right? Then you have it, right? Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us and thank you for, you know, being my therapist too. You are in that business, right? So, <laughs> but, uh, you about real estate questions in about 10 I minutes. <laughs> I know, I'm going to be emailing you at 11 o'clock. It's real for me. Um, so can you let everybody know where they can learn more about you and your work and, and potentially work with you? Yeah, so my brand's called investorsmarts.ca and CA is for Canada. So investorsmarts.ca and easy to get a hold of me. Um, as a realtor, you can't hide online. So I'm all over the place. But yeah, I'd be happy to answer any questions or if people have something they want to bounce off me as an idea, then yeah, just reach out. Awesome. We'll put the links in the description as well so everybody can grab it. Thanks. Thank you, Thank you Candace. Okay, take care, guys. <laughs>